This podcast replay is brought to you by KSDT CPA, one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 3370. All right, all right, all right. There he Uh-oh, is. Oh, you got the sunglasses on. It's, it's Friday. That's right, baby. That's right. That's right. And you. Fresh from a four-day dark retreat, tell us how it was. <laughs> hey man, I, I wish I had that retreat like Aaron Rodgers did. You know, you know, I'm sure there's all kinds. No, of you don't. There. You don't no. want to be in a dark room for four days, no like lights, and they slide some. Get the hell out of here! I want to be on a beach in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay, that's therapy for me, doggy. Sitting on the uh, sitting on the coast. Watching the beach roll in, and they're bringing me a drink. Me and the wife are just kicking it, and that, to me, is therapy. There's something wrong with you if you want to be locked up in a room for four days. You got some demons or something you're trying to deal with, doggy, because the way I deal with demons, come on, man. Give me a cold one. I'm chilling out. I'm relaxing. That's all I need to do. Yep. I'm with you, man. I, I love the sun. I can't imagine just being in the darkness, being someone's retreat. But you know, if you got medicine like Aaron Rodgers, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't remember any of those four days of mushrooms, and you're taking the mushrooms and all that. God bless. Yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I. I, I hope he's not doing cocaine because then he'll be paranoid in the dark. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, that would that be would. really bad. Yeah, that that would be really bad. By the way. What the hell happened with the the Michael Irvin situation looks really, really like hairy, bro. Like like somebody is getting bamboozled here. You know, I kind of feel bad. I don't know enough about this. I don't know. Have, has anything else come out? Has that video come out yet? But I have a hard time believing that in 45 seconds, that guy, that poor guy gets kicked off for the week or anything. I'm dying to find out what the hell happened because this is that's this is an odd story, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, Mike is a, a teammate of mine, so I can't really <laughs> go too depth in there. No, but, uh, that's right. I forgot about it, that. That's it right. Is, uh, but it's it weird. Yeah, it's something. It's something. Yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of, it almost feels like an incident that should have been looked into a lot more before any kind of decision was made. That's what I wish would have happened, unfortunately. But uh, he came back with some fire, $100 million, and ensuing so uh i'm glad it's like when he was cleared of that stuff that he was accused of years ago when he came back come say with the same kind of you know uh, vigor enthusiasm or fire or whatever word i forgot what adjective he was saying because everybody was going after him and then he was cleared and it was like well come on guys let's go use the same energy when you clear me as you do when you accuse me you know that kind of stuff so i hope we kind of take a step back here and wait till Everything comes in because it's a really weird story. I just have a hard time believing that in 45 seconds, the whole world is going to end like that. It's just kind of odd. And anyways, by the way, everything that he's been through, you kind of figure, you, you know, wow, that is weird, man. It's a weird story. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook on that one. All right. I want to play a little um, shell game with you. Okay. The aforementioned Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Jimmy Garoppolo put the three teams they stay on when it's all said and done. No fence rattling, no and if, buts, whatever. 
Where does Aaron Rodgers land? Where does um, Carr and Garoppolo land? Okay. Um, interesting. So it's still early in the offseason, so this is not my, like, full reporting. Right. Um, but this is just sort of my – It's a guess. guess. This is off what I know now. I will say Aaron Rodgers ends up in Las Vegas with his good buddy Devontae Adams, and they reunite there. They find a way. They make it happen. Um, I will say that Derek Carr ends up in New Orleans with the Saints, but not via trade, via release, and him signing with the Saints. Um, Which, by, by the way, say, doesn't make sense, right? If you're the Saints, don't you want to trade him because the salary right now is cap friendly at forty. You can actually adjust it if you want, but it's also a it's a year to year contract too, where you can actually get out of it if it's not a good deal for you right away. If you sign him straight up as a free agent, you now have to give him a big ass signing bonus up front, and he's on your team for three years, guaranteed. Yes, correct. Um, there is saying, two just elements saying. there, right? With Derek Carr, he has a no trade clause. So if he really wanted to play hardball, he could say, I am not accepting a trade anywhere and push the Raiders hand up into that February 15th guarantee deadline when they'll be forced to release him. And so if, ideally, from Derek Carr's perspective, from what I understand, his preference is to be released so that he can have all his choice of what's going on is right. free reign, get free agency. So if he wanted to take that route, he could certainly do that, and there's nothing that can stop him. The Saints right now are probably trying to convince him, because like you said, they give up a pick, but they also have the advantage of not having to compete with other teams for services, and at the same time not having to compete for a contract. And a, and a, and a, and a, and a friendly, con a, a team-friendly exactly. contract, actually. And the other thing about the Saints, although they find a way to manage it, they are not in a great cap space. They haven't been in a great cap space for years they still have a huge number of drew Brees uh contract on their cap and so they have to navigate that as they go about this too so um i do think there's a a, a partnership there with the saints and Derek carr that i think they make work but maybe it's not in that trade route all right um, by the way next time you meet with omar just talk to him about that salary cap stuff because he thinks it's all fake. Yeah, he says it's not real right yeah it's not real yeah it's not real <laughs> and so the last one is jimmy garoppolo Interesting. Um, I I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna straddle the fence here, but I'll say there's two teams I'm torn between: Tampa Bay, because they are gonna need a quarterback, and Houston. Wow, you left out the Jets. I don't not I do not think that I do not think that Derek Carr. I mean, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes a Jet. I don't know what the Jets are gonna do. Wow. Um, but Interesting. I I I do not have them in the mix or striking in the mix here you well know, they, I mean, they don't they don't want another uh another milf magnet on the team it's, it's still it's still early in the offseason and so there could be another quarterback that becomes available um but i'm just trying to picture the pieces right i say the texans because of this debico ryan's his new head coach there mm -hmm. um and he obviously has an experience with jimmy garoppolo being right. there in san fran the gm there nick casario is a patriot guy which means he was a part of drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. And I think they've seen what they needed to see in Davis Mills to know that he is probably not the answer going forward. Yeah. Now you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, it gives you a little bit of freedom 
for whatever happens, say if you love one quarterback in this draft, they have the number two pick. Say if they love a quarterback at one and somebody trades ahead of them in Chicago and takes that pick and takes Bryce Young or whoever their preferred quarterback, they don't feel the need to force it at two if they have Jimmy. And Jimmy can be a stopgap or he can be a guy as long as they need him to. And so that could be an option. Also, Tampa, this is a team with Todd Bowles, who is, let's just call it what it is, probably going to enter 2023 on the hot seat. And so he needs to win now. And he's probably not in a position where they could draft a quarterback and wait for him. So they are probably a team in the veteran quarterback mix as well. And so um, that's sort of what I would say I see happening. The Jets, that that's an interesting team because they they, they very much need a veteran too. Um, but I don't know if I see an easy fix there. I mean, if they strike out on Aaron Rodgers, I don't know um, what their immediate route is because they seem like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers are bust team. I got to tell you, you make all the sense in the world with uh, the move for Carr to New Orleans. There's no reason he has to take the hardline approach and go Kirk Cousins and get all the money you can and guarantees and all that. So you're right. He has to force the he has to force the release, and he can't allow them to trade for him because that's a cap friendly deal for them, not for him. So mm-hmm. you are right about that. And then the Houston thing, I have I have Garoppolo going to New York. So we'll see if I'm right or wrong. But the case you make for Houston is so good. And then here's the other thing that I hate to say this about Jimmy, but I don't think winning is his number one priority in life. And so if he goes to a place where he's wanted by the people, the coach and the front office guy, they're willing to give him the money. I think he's happy with that in itself. You know what I'm and saying? Again, and, and, and if there's sort of a, I don't know if there's a quid pro quo, but if there's a, hey, you're going to be our starter to start the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's a lot better than, hey, you're going to go somewhere you can compete. Obviously, the Jets has the job where you can walk in and be. The oh yeah, starter. he'll be the guy, please. Um, but if 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 you're in a situation where you've got relationships with the head coach and the GM, you trust them a little bit more. It's a great. They're point. giving you more money. I don't. I didn't want to pick the chalk all across the board. I want to get like it's I said. Good. This is not it's reporting. Good. This is just my guess. That's good. And so Jimmy G to the Texans is one that makes a lot of sense to me. Like you say, they're not a contender like the other teams I've mentioned. But as we know. Teams don't – quarterbacks and players don't always pick contenders. No. A lot of times it's the relationships, the the money, and maybe there's an idea that, hey, I'm with a team that's going to build. Maybe I'm a Ryan Fitzpatrick here where I can leave this team for a couple years and try to convince them I'm the guy because I'm younger than Ryan. But if not, then I get a pretty big bag and, you know – I'm, I'm vibing in Houston, which is warm. Good insight. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that can go the way that you're uh, you're definitely talking about it. I'm I'm with you there. All right, uh, let's uh, get a prediction out of you, uh, Philadelphia, and uh, and uh, Kansas City. What do you think? Very good game. I am so pumped. Um, it's going to be interesting because I get to watch this game at home and uh, have some drinks, which I do not get to do at work. <laughs> um, give me the Eagles. Uh, Eagles twenty-seven to twenty-one. Uh, I will say that. Um, Patrick Mahomes has a great day, but he can't win by himself. And to me, I think the Eagles are better in nearly at every quarterback outside of every category outside of quarterback, tight end, and maybe head coach. Um, those are key categories, but the Eagles have a better offensive line. They have a better defensive line. They have a better overall defense. They have better skill position uh, receivers. 
Uh, they have a better running game. And to me, ultimately, um, I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to make that throw when he needs to make the throw. When everybody is saying all week, the, one of the craziest parts of the Super Bowl week is how the 49ers are going about Radio Row talking about how the Eagles aren't this, the Eagles aren't that. We would have blew them out if we had our quarterback. And it just does not jive with me based on they beat this team by 24 points. They dominated them. I think the Eagles have something to prove, even as the quote-unquote favorites for this game. And uh, I think they get their Super Bowl. Don't don't the uh, Chiefs have the most uh, disruptive and dominating linemen? The, a defensive lineman? Uh, Frank Line, Clark just and Chris one Jones. Guy. One uh, guy. Just one guy. The the Out of both D-lines... Who's the best player of them all? Probably Chris Jones, right? You would say that. But here's one thing to think about with Chris Jones. Chris Jones, um, up until last week, or the AFC Championship game, did not have a single playoff sack. He got his first playoff sack last year in the AFC playoffs, the uh, championship game. So although in the regular season he's been a dominant force, he I would argue that Chris Jones was the best defensive tackle in football this year, better than Aaron Jones, Donald, better than anyone. He was that dominant. But in the playoffs, he hasn't been that same player. I think the best defensive lineman on the field, or you can defensive front guy, however you want to call it, uh, on Sunday will be Hassan Reddick, the Eagles pass rusher. He has 19 and a half sacks. Yeah, he's been amazing this season in the playoffs combined, most in the league. And his he literally disrupted the whole 49ers plan by injuring, <laughs> injuring Brock Purdy off that sack. And so I think that his 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 pressure off the, the edge is going to really disrupt uh, the Chiefs right tackle, Andrew Wiley. And uh, I think that he's going to be in Patrick Mahomes' face all day. So to me, I think he'll be the best defensive front guy. But Chris Jones is is a force is a force, but I think people were completely underrating how good this Eagles offensive line is. I can't remember an offensive line as good as they are, and I think that they will, I don't say, I don't want to say stop, but slow down Chris Jones to where he is not a, a game wrecker. Thoughts on Zach Thomas finally making the Pro Football Hall of Fame, something that a lot of us down here have been wanting for a long time, and uh, we feel he got his due. What do you feel? I love it. I love it. And I'll, I'll say this, just kind of being real. I was surprised. I looked at this Hall of Fame class and I was like, probably not this year. You know, you got you got a deeper class, you know, a couple guys who I thought might have got in, didn't get in. And so I thought maybe it was last year or the year before would have been the year he got in. Um, but he has been well overdue. Um, Zach Thomas, like. Well, oh, they didn't put uh, in a lot of linebackers in this one, so no, no, that's no. Why. He was going up against, you know, the middle linebacker spot's a tough spot to get in. You know, we saw Ray Lewis, we saw Brian Erlacher, but it's been slow for them. Like Patrick Willis may have to go through some of the same things that Zach Thomas went through, and now the 49ers fans are probably because he was on the ballot too. And right, but he's it. had the injury stuff. That's why yes. his his career was shorter than Zach's. Yeah, yes, it, it it hit a it hit a peak. There was times when Patrick Willis was the best middle linebacker in football yeah but it was you're right he's got the terrell davis argument to an extent not to that full extent like terrell i think only had six years i think patrick willis maybe had eight but still it's a shorter a shorter span that he was great um but i'm i'm happy for zach like just seeing his emotion when jimmy johnson uh was up upstairs in his house waiting for him to give him the the note that he was in the hall of fame like 
man, it, it hits you, right? It hits you because, um, you know, you know how many days, like they say the right things. If you don't get in the Hall of Fame, you say the right thing, like, hey, it wasn't my time or, or you know, I'll get them next year, that sort of thing. But I can imagine these dudes are hurt. You know, you put everything into it. You're, you're waiting for that moment and you get disappointed. Like all those years of disappointment and to finally get it, I can't imagine what that celebration uh, was well, like. well, remember, you you could retire as a great player with a championship, and then you can kind of live with that. If yep. you don't get into the Hall of Fame, you'll take it a little personal, but you got your championship. But right. if you are a great player and you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and you didn't win a championship, that kind of you know leaves a void like, yo, man, I, I contributed more to the game than just this, just the yeah. stats. Yeah. I deserve to be you know, you know, remembered a little bit more. And so guys like Marino and guys like Jason Taylor and guys like Zach Thomas, they were great players. They just yep. did not have the right elements around them so they could enjoy a championship. But individually, they belong in that building with some of the great players because they're not the first and they're not the last of great players that will go an entire career without a championship, unfortunately. Yep. Because it's yeah. a damn team sport, dude. It's just not one or two guys are going to make the difference. No, man, you need several guys to get there. And so to me, that's that's probably the void that Zach had in him. And once JT went in a few years ago, that void probably grew even more for him because it was like, man, I'm, you know, just like JT, I didn't win the title, but man, I gave a lot to football and I deserve it. That's your Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, that's, your, that's your Super Bowl, essentially, yeah. your post-career Super Bowl. And I argue it's even better, you know, we're all team, 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 but hey, you don't get, you know, you get called a Hall of Famer Zach Thomas the rest of your life as far as your intro. Pretty much everywhere you're going to go, here's Hall of Famer. It's, it's not always Super Bowl champion in front, you know. It'll say former NFL linebacker, but you get a Hall of Fame linebacker, Zach, Zach Thomas, um, yeah. that's something special. And like you said, you're in a special fraternity. You can, you you don't have, it's not awkward, you know, when we're talking Hall of Fame, when you're talking with your good buddy, Zach Thomas. I mean, uh, uh, Jason Taylor. You know, you're, you're, you know, y'all are equal. Y'all yeah. are in the same fraternity. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm pumped for him. I'm happy for Dolphins fans because um, I didn't know how much the push was until I got here. Like, obviously I grew up watching Zach Taylor and I consider him right there neck and neck with Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher. I know Dolphins fans will say better, but I said to me, they were all in that same category of the three best linebackers of the generation I grew up in really dominating quarterbacks. And so he was the last one who didn't get in. And so I remember that, but just to see how Dolphins fans gave such a hard push and just shared the individual stories, because I saw it on TV from far away, but I didn't hear the individual stories of how connected you guys were as a fan base, Zach, Zach, Zach Thomas. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ecstatic for him. I'm ecstatic for Dolphins fans. And so it kind of felt like a, uh, a wrong was finally righted. Uh, when he got in. And it's it's a good thing that you just said that, you know, you could be a champion, but then you'll be a former champion because there'll be a new champion. Right. But you can't yep. be a former uh, Hall of Famer. You're always yep. a Hall of Famer. Yep. That, 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 that It won't be former champion. It won't be X this. It won't, no, mm -hmm. it's Hall of Famer for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's a pretty cool thing. All right, what do you got going on in the NFL Network? Nothing, huh? Just hanging out this weekend? Way to Nothing, go. Man. Yeah, man. They, they don't need anything from me this week. So uh, I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm going to um, hang with the family. We're actually uh, just breaking bread on our new house today. 
Um, we've, nice. we've had it for a few months now, but we're going to have people over for the first time and have a housewarming, so to speak. So I'm sure as soon as I get off the call with you, my wife's going to have 17 things for me to do to get the house ready. And so we'll have that tonight and then we'll, we'll, we'll watch the Super Bowl. And, and then I got a couple weeks of vacation planned before combine. So, um, yeah, man, um, you get a short break and then you're right back in it. Um, but I'm going to take advantage of these uh, these couple of weeks. Butch Barry did not get very good reviews from reports out there. I know he gets a clean start here, so we can only judge him by what he does here. But it wasn't good at UM. Uh, things were kind of ugly in Denver. Just your overall view of Butch Barry so far. Yeah, I saw a lot of the notes that you sent that, that were across social media were just uh, not great, right? And so that's not the taste that you want in your mouth as a Dolphin fan when you're welcoming an O-line coach. Um, I don't know the guy personally. And so for me as a reporter, I'm going to uh, I'm going to give them – Clean give slate. Them great Clean slate. As, as, if, as if I know nothing about them. But at the same time, if you're a fan, all you have to go off of is, is what you read. And so what I think is he's going to have to prove that he's different. Right. He's going to have to prove that he's different than what everybody's saying about him. And the reality of this is, especially in this era, the players have read that, too. You know, the players have read all the comments on social media about him. Don't don't for one second think that, you know, a Teron Armstead or a Robert Hunt or a Connor Williams has hasn't heard. They may try to they may do my route and say, hey, we're going to give him a clean slate. But they have heard it. And so it's in their mind. And so it's going to be up to him. To, to convince people and to show people that he's different than whatever people are, are saying. And a lot of times you don't know. People are saying things because they had a bad experience or whatever. Um, I will say this. I know that McDaniel has been with him in San Fran. And so for whatever his reason, he feels good about him leading this offensive line. And offensive line is a core of this offense. So it's going to be a zone blocking scheme, which he has done before. I don't think that was a great fit in Denver because they were trying to run some man blocking schemes and he's a zone blocking guy. Um, but I will say like <laughs> with Butch's story and with the history of offensive alignment cycling through here with Miami, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like it, the continued cycle, right? If we can have an offensive alignment coach for more than a year, it would be a miracle. Um, so, you know, it's it's such a huge part of this team. We talk about the quarterback so much. Um, but this offense um, has made improvement, but for them to reach that next level, they need an offensive line coach that can continue to develop these young dudes. You know, you right. don't need to develop Toronto. Toronto's going to be fine. Right. You you know, but you need to develop your, your, your Liam Eikenbergs, your Austin Jacksons, even continued development with Robert Hunt. Um, these are the guys who are going to make or break whether you are a – average to below average offensive line versus being a good or potentially great offensive line. On the way out, Dougie Fresh just wants to tell you there on the chat board, tell Cam I'm running a special on my Panhandle Darkness Retreats. It's located <laughs> in a panic room of a Piggly Wiggly near the customer bathroom. So there you go. So I can hook you Wiggly, up. If you're Wiggly reference. Um, I, I love it. I'm, I'm from Mississippi, and I was talking to somebody yesterday. Um, my grandma's house is still right across the street from Piggly Wiggly. I don't know there's many states that still have Piggly Wiggly. No, they're all gone away. here. We had them um, here a long time ago. Exactly. Gone. But, yeah. but my home state of Mississippi, we're always 20, 30 years behind the rest of the, <laughs> the, rest of the country. And so Piggly Wiggly is still the main shopping area. But I will not be in that dark house. Sorry. I, I, I prefer my my sunlight and matter of fact i'm about to go outside right now and get some more of it follow him on twitter at cameron wolf have a great weekend my brother enjoy the party enjoy the super bowl 
We'll talk on Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday. We'll talk on Tuesday. Sounds good, though. You got it. There you go. Cameron Wolf, baby. We unleash the Wolf Pack.